Holy skyrocket. This is Flight Check Season 3, Episode 5. We're back once again. I'm uh, trying to live up to my um, emote right here. Talking all aspects yeah, yeah, yeah. of FlyQuest. And there is and then, uh... simply so much to discuss uh, from these past two weeks. Or from this past week, I'm sorry. Reading uh, an old script instead of the current script. Reading just one week uh, for us to discuss <laughs> about. My name, as always, is Sandy Toes. And to my left, only this week, uh, is my fellow host, Knoxworth Curly, on that Valentine's Day date. Uh, Knox and I, both with fiancés, he, 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 however, uh, Curly beating us to the punch. I don't know how that happened. He he really uh he really did pick uh the bro bro uh I thought it was supposed to be bros over girls you know yeah what, yeah what happened oh here? good save on the mm. on the phrase yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we'll we'll, uh, we'll moderate the language but I, he really did choose the girl over us I, I could see you start to say it and then your brain go no 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 <laughs> and so uh, abort take it back abort abort uh Houston but, uh, yeah no problem he... or uh Austin or Dallas wait Dallas right yeah. Yeah, Houston, Dallas. My name is actually Austin. Yeah, All yeah. three work. <laughs> yeah, Houston, Dallas, Austin. We have a problem. Uh, all right, <laughs> FlyQuest. Uh, another two a week. Maybe some tougher games this week. There's a lot for us to cover. However, we are going to head straight over to our check-in as we are heading over there. Quick reminder: if you cannot catch all the show, uh, VOD will be up on YouTube and also here on Twitch, so you can get it there. And then also, uh, it'll be on your favorite listening platforms as well. Just that audio-only version. Uh, with that, let's get into it. Lots to talk about tonight. And we're trying to keep this to about an hour. Uh, so we'll get into it. All right, so another great week of League of Legends action in LCS. Uh, Nox, what was the most interesting storyline for you coming uh, out of this week? I've got one in mind, but I'm looking to see what yours is in particular coming out of this week uh i mean outside of FlyQuest, i do think FlyQuest is still genuinely the most interesting one and i don't even mean that biasedly just it's like can they do the 18-0 yada yada so on and so forth yeah um i think i would probably have to go with team liquid just like that that team just should, should be a lot better than how they look, and they just don't seem all together. They don't seem like they can get it all together. So for me, it's like that's probably this team I'm watching the second most amounts. And so I'll be curious to see heading forward because I think they're three and three now, right? Uh, yes. Yep. Tied for fifth with yeah. TSM. So. So, I, see, that's another interesting storyline. Is TSM? They've been surprisingly doing pretty good, right? Yeah. But uh, weirdly, so I, I think those will probably be my two, the two teams and two storylines that I'm watching the most outside of FlyQuest coming into the this super week. Yeah, no, I think uh, that's definitely interesting. My my team that I'm looking at a huge fall from the start of the season. CLG four losses in a row this week, dropping to Golden Guardians and TSM, uh, teams that are right there with them in that race for playoffs, so... My my, uh, my fifth place power ranking for CLG is not yeah, looking good. Yeah, <laughs> the people's optimism for CLG is not, not doing great. Um, and then my other thing was, and we'll talk about this in a minute, but 100 Thieves, I know they lost to us uh, on Friday. However, 
between that game and their win over Team Liquid, I'm actually more on the 100 Thieves train than I was before. I actually think yeah. this team is pretty good. I think they're a top three team in the LCS, uh, with, along with probably Cloud. I was going to say, who, 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 I was gonna say, who you kick? So you think EG's uh, fourth then? I think EG's coming in at fourth right now, but it's, okay. it's a little difficult for me to say. Um, actually, no, I'll, I'll take it back. I, I I'll say EG is at three is like also in that top three conversation. Cloud Nine maybe more towards four. Um, it, I mean that that whole that whole race right there is super close. Yeah, I don't know. Who, which I'm. It's even better though because now we have a chance to send four teams to Worlds yeah. this year. So the fact that we have four competitive teams actually feels kind of good. Right. Well, I mean, what's interesting is that look. Yeah, if I look after, okay, FlyQuest, Hundred Thieves, Cloud Nine, Evil Geniuses. Any team after that, right now, I'm like, no, I don't want to send that team to Worlds. I don't want to send Liquid right now. No. Definitely not TSM, and definitely not any of the other four teams that are down there at the bottom. Yeah. So it's like, all right, that top four to me is actually pretty legit. So pretty legit. I think, uh, yeah, lots to be excited for in the uh, in the LCS right now. Lots of good stuff. All right, anything else you want to hit on LCS at large before we discuss? Thursday and Friday's matches. Uh, I don't think. No, not not in general. I I think really uh, the big conversations for LCS I think will come after we finish the halfway point. Mm -hmm. So, because uh, the other team that I have my eye on is Golden Guardians. Because now that like they've got Glory and they had a two a week, are they going to continue it? Right. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Right. Is Golden um, Guardians also, or you know, was this just a fluke week? Yeah. And then also, Dignitas is supposedly getting Ignar back this week. Mm. And so, will will that actually make a difference? Spoiler alert, probably not. Probably not. But you never know. Probably not enough, let's just say. So, um, either way, I think uh, Golden Guardians will probably be another team. Like, all right, can you keep it up? Because that's another team, I think, if they can actually get it together, they could be fighting for, like, that fifth place spot, I think. Yeah, no, totally. All right. Well, we're going to get straight into it. FlyQuest versus Evil Geniuses. And this was probably the first time all season that we actually saw uh, FlyQuest tested, especially in the early game. And there's a couple things that stood out to me uh, this week, but the first one that I want to discuss with you about is Vikla did not have a good game. Uh, he no no he I'm sorry was not great and it's I, I feel kind of bad that I'm like finding things to criticize with this team because it's like you know I feel like an outside commentator could be, say you're six and zero oh, what is there to criticize what is there to critique and it's like I mean we got for what it's worth we got to find something there, to talk about no um, I mean yeah well I mean there, there's plenty of coaches and like Papa Smithy himself is saying like there. There's much stuff to be worked on, oh, yeah. like for this team. Like well, we're six and zero, but like they are not a perfect team. And it's been said multiple times over that they are dropping a respectable number of scrim games. Yeah. Like they are, like they will bleed. Right. It's possible. Right. But I think my broader point, and you're totally right. I think my broader point about okay, Vikla doesn't have a great game, and yet we win in 32 minutes anyway. Prince yeah. goes 10-1 <laughs> and seven on the Caitlyn. Spika looked really good on the Amumu. Some yeah. very, very good engages. Uh, Impact was 
phenomenal on the tank. That Scion was a great pick. Fantastic counter pick. Uh, and then Winsome, again, looking good on the Lux. So great to see that this team could be tested but still come out on top. And I think it goes back to something... I don't know if you said this on the show or if this was in a Discord somewhere, but it was basically... And you, maybe you'll remember this when I start saying it. It's kind of like watching an LCK team at Worlds where you can mm. stay with them, but then, like, EG had one critically bad team fight, made a crucial error, and we punished them, and the gold lead went from, like, 1,000 to 5,000 in a blink of an eye. So, I mean, that's what I'm feeling. How, I mean, how were you... What was your takeaway from this matchup? Uh... Yeah, just, I, I think it's kind of the same concept. You can tell EG's a better team because even when we do punish their mistakes, they don't immediately collapse either. It's like, okay, we got to punish you again. And then, like, maybe one more time, and then then we can end. Like, you actually have to work on them a little bit. So, like, EG's a respectable team. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I still stand by what I said. I think, I think I said that in Discord somewhere. Just, we are an LCK team. You mess up you're going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to recover. And right. so it's it's it'll be very interesting because it's... Uh, as the season and the year goes on, I expect these teams to get better and to punish us better when we do make mistakes. As you clearly saw versus EG with Vikla, was making dives on the, uh, the enemy team that basically it's like you should have not gone for it because you weren't tracking the enemy mid laner that was making roam with a jungler that was coming over to cover as well because they suspected that a roam would slash dive was going to happen. Um, stuff like that, and so uh, it'll be curious. I'll be curious to see if the guys can continue to adapt and be able to like basically bend, like just never break. Mm -hmm. If they continue to just be able to bend and then like push back, oh, this team is going to be so good come actual international events. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I just overall this matchup we got pushed, but it's this is what I wanted to see though. Like even if we don't lose, like I know like everyone's aiming for the eighteen and zero. And I think, I think it's healthy to lose a game here and there so you can learn where it's like, okay, this is where we messed up at and here's where we can improve. If these are our wins where we get pushed and it's just we bend a little bit and then we push back, I'm actually very okay with it. I just don't ever want to see an 18-0 like stomp after stomp after stomp because then we're going to get to Worlds and it's like, we're going to get punished and it's like, what do we do? You know? So <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Um, and I am, in that sense, I am then happy that we got pushed in the ways that we did. And it's like, okay, here's, besides the obvious whatever goes on in scrims, okay, yeah. here's some game film first review of, like, engages. Like, that dive, right, on JoJo that just was a total disaster. Total dud. I, th I think yeah, it, like, just yeah. gave up two kills, maybe three, um, just early on in the game. And, you know, stuff like that where you can go back, review it, and say, okay, here's something legitimate to work on. And I thought that was... It's promising because it just helps us get better in the end. Uh, the, go ahead. I was gonna say the, the one the one thing about those dives is I they could have worked. They're very similar to like that Dignitas Herald that happened in like week one where it was just like, no, we can go for it. We can outplay it, yeah. and it, it was possible they could have outplayed it. They just didn't. I think uh, what was very a similar theme that kept reoccurring in that EG game was they kept going for the dives, and it was just not tracking 
where the possibilities of the enemy uh, EG players were. Mm. And so you had Inspired that was like just outside of Fog of War in that bot lane dive that happened, as well as Jojo who made that roam down at the same time. And then Inspired was again there in the mid lane when they tried to dive him on the mid lane turret thinking he wasn't there. It was just little tiny like, it's just a quick check in comms. Like, hey, right. could he be here? Okay, probably don't go for it. And so I, I kind of respect it though because that's them pushing their limits and getting punished for it. And then we still bounce back. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So... Uh, all right, not much else to say here on my end about this game, because there is still a lot to talk on. But, you know, great win, as always, uh, and the bot lane just looked really good, per usual. Um, yeah, <laughs> per usual. <laughs> per usual. He, he, he is a royalty of NA currently, and there's yes, a reason for it. Absolutely. Um, all right, so speaking of the bot lane going off, uh, the Hunter Thieves matchup, you know, this game... Two kills. Now, I uh, I did get a chuckle out of Winsome uh, stealing both of the lane kills from um, from Prince. But still, uh, huge advantages in the early game for FlyQuest, for Prince, especially on this Kai'Sa. Uh, Busio did not have a great game on that Rakan, and I know people are yep. kind of trashing him for it, so I'm not going to, you know, dogpile on that too much. But missed some critical engages it felt like and yeah. i'm not going to solely point it to him because there was certainly blame to go all around uh on hundred thieves side um but when i'm just looking at this bot lane having you know watched that game it's like prince winsome crushed it and you know looks real good doing so i i don't did you by chance get a uh a moment to watch double lifts little because uh, he's been doing like the post game vods, no, and, like reviewing his games. Get to watch that. So I, I watched the one he did for FlyQuest. I haven't really seen any of his other ones, mm -hmm. but uh, so the one he did for FlyQuest, and he's like, "Man, I feel kind of bad for uh, Busio because like I was the one who actually messed up that lane. Mm. So like the the laning section, that's not on Busio. That was on me. I was like, oh. And he kind of goes into it a little bit. He's like, I should never be positioning here on the uh, like top side of the lane towards like more towards the jungle instead of towards the turret. Because basically that allowed uh, the Nautilus hook to come in, and then basically just we were screwed at that point. Hmm. Um, and then there was another situation where basically they they were pushed too far up because he was trying to get the lane shoved in. Winston came in, got another hook in, and that was another double lift call apparently. And so, and then there was stuff like later on where he was saying like, yeah, Busio didn't do this or didn't do that. But it, a lot of the lane stuff, surprisingly, he was saying was like actually kind of his own fault for the decisions and calls he was making in lane. So I thought that was kind of interesting to actually hear. So just. Little defense for Busio. It wasn't really all him, but yeah. uh, at the end of the day, though, Fly was just punishing everywhere. Yeah. Well, maybe one place they weren't super punishing was top lane. Uh, Tenacity yeah. almost single-handedly stole that game back for Hunter Thieves. He looked really good on that Fiora. I have to give him some praise. Um, but I felt like Vikla had a real bounce-back game, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and he looked real good on that Silas. Spika had some great engages, and I just loved the, I, I don't want to call it like the simplicity of this comp, but maybe that's the best word I can come up with. It, this is a, I loved this comp just from top to bottom. It felt natural, easy to play, they, you know, you know exactly what you're looking to do with it, you're going to dive, you have so much dive potential between the Sejuani, yeah. Kai'Sa, you know, Silas could even get in there depending on what's going on. 
Cassante obviously, uh, Winsome can come through on the Nautilus with Engage. There's just so much potential with this roster, or with this draft, to do so much. Uh, I'm sure you've got your thoughts on it. Yeah, well, the, the, what I likened it to was it was a very uh, Season 9 draft. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it gave me very Worlds uh, 2019 vibes mm. of just like, all right, we're drafting the Zaya, because, I mean, Doublelift and Lucio literally had the Zaya Rakan, right? Which was very popular back in that Worlds. And then we were drafting a, uh, a Kaisa Nautilus bot lane, which is very de- dive-heavy. Um, Sejuani, I don't know if, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but like it fa- basically functioned the same as other junglers that were on in that time period. It was just right. The whole thing was screaming Season 9, which was like, go in, wreck house. And so <laughs> it, it, it's very fun for me to watch. I had a great time. I was like, all right, get in there, boys. Go to town. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, I will say that uh, the Talia pick from Bjergsen, not very inspiring. I did not. I... It, so I, I understand the pick, I, but I, I just do don't think too. it's good right now. It just now. didn't do a lot for me in the end. Um, you know, and I, I, I did like the Fiora. I Man, I keep coming back to Tenacity, but he looked really good on that champ. Um, and then this was Prince's... Was this Prince's first game on Kai'Sa uh, this yes. season? Yes, here in the LCS, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Um my god <laughs> oh so good like let's give this man the kaisa more often just it, the the thing is though it's like okay what what else are you gonna give him like now i gotta look up um what else he's playing. well it, it's very interesting because that game i forget if it was five or six but there were five or six 80 carry bands yeah and so I think there was like three on uh, 100 Thieves side and then there was two on FlyQuest side basically because I mean everything's just oh we'll stick an 80 carry in the support position and right. four 80 carry in bot lane <laughs> bleh, whatever yeah. um, so basically they're just all the 80 carries were banned out at that point and then lo and behold uh, I forget if it was B1 or uh, no I think it was B2, B3 either way um, they're just Zyra Khan lock in it's like okay what you gonna play Prince and yeah. it's like Okay, well, here's Kaisa. It's, like, probably, like, eighth in terms of, like, uh, options right now, but if you ban everything else out, he's still going to make it work. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, even on... So on our side, we banned Zeri. I guess Ash is more of a support right now, but Zeri, Caitlyn, and then on the other side, you had the Lucian ban. So you had three, technically a fourth ban, but no one's okay. going to play the... Uh, n- no one's going to play the Ash right now. Um, and then I'm not... I think we, yeah, so down to, like... So, yeah, there, there was five takeaways, including the Zaya pick. Right, exactly. What so, it was. he's now played, in six games, he's played five different champs. The only champ he has played twice is Caitlyn, uh, mm. against EG, obviously. So, I am not concerned, and it's not like I was, but, like, you always want to have the evidence. There's no concern here for me about champion pool. He's got options, and that is good. That is a very good thing to have. And uh, speaking of Prince, want to talk a little bit more about him. Is he already, in your mind, in the conversation for MVP? Or, as I'm calling it, most valuable Prince uh, in the LCS? (laughs) Yes, he, he is, in my mind, the most valuable prince for sure currently. Yeah. And he is very much in consideration for MVP as well right now. Uh, yeah. Do, do you have do you have his KDA overall really quick? Uh, I, I think he's only died like twice, maybe three old. times. 
so it's seventeen point eight uh, this season so far. Yeah. Which that that that's I know good. for a fact that's just bonkers. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's bonkers that's, good. That's pretty good. You know, you could say. Um, no, it, it just I. It's funny, not even to reference my own like content, but literally, I, I explain <laughs> this in the flight check radar. Just because yeah. going through all of his LCK vods, the man just understands all the angles and positioning and the actual team fight movement of where the fight is moving on the map, mm. and he just he knows where he needs to be at all times. And it's just like I don't feel like I've ever seen him like in too dangerous of a position unless he's trying to get a pentakill and kind of going too far in, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, like it. And that's it. Like, that's the only time I've ever seen him egregiously die, unless it was, like, the other team, like, burning an absurd amount of resources to get him, right? Right. So, uh, yes, right now, I don't think there's a single other player in the LCS currently that is higher than Prince in terms of MVP candidacy currently. I, I mean, there are other people that need to be in the conversation, obviously, but he's sitting at number one currently. I completely agree. I mean, if you look at... So, in terms of top KDA, he's at around 18... Next is Berserker at twelve point four. And yeah, yeah, that's not bad either. That's not bad either. either. But it's like such a clear difference. And then he's got uh, he has the most CS per minute, ten point one over double Yawn, Berserker, and Luger, who are all in that nine and a half to ten range. So yeah, in my mind, it's just like all right. Oh, actually, you know, I, I can't give it to him. He, he, he doesn't have a Penta. Yeah. Berserker does. Yeah, Berserker, Berserker actually got the Penta. That's right. Berserker's <laughs> got the Penta, and as we all yeah. know, Pentas are what count. That's what matters yeah, the no. most in your uh, in your MVP vote, uh, uh, unfortunately. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's fine. He's got another four. He's got another five weeks to get it. Like, yeah. he's got time to get it. And he uh, will get it. speaking of other weeks, uh, next week, probably one of the easier schedules. We're not getting into... Um, the exact predictions right now, but I do want to just note FlyQuest plays Immortals TSM CLG next That's week. a 3-0 week right there. That uh, is a 3-0 week. So the other question that raises will Prince 3 Pete as player of the week what are the odds? I think this is a very oh. interesting question and like this is this, a little speculative mm. could he 3 Pete? 3 in a row player of the week um I think it's possible. Just the way he's playing, the way that the team is giving him resources right now, playing around him. Um, you know, even in the 100 Thieves game, Vikla gets, you know, seven kills, right? And Prince still comes in with a solid 10. The game right now is designed around him, and that seems very clear to me. And until another team can shut him down in the early game... That's just how it's going to be all season long here in the LCS. So I think, yeah, this is absolutely possible, uh, the three-peat for him. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think the setup, you, you could not have a better prime setup. Maybe maybe if you had, because it's TSM Immortal CLG, you said? Uh, yes. I mean, I, you could technically have an easier setup if you had Dignitas in there. But you know what? It is as close to a perfect setup as you can get for this team to give him a three-peat of player of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, he does have some stuff going against him, though. Because I do feel like the committee that like gives these player of the weeks away is somewhat sometimes biased. Because his week two, 
I, I'm sorry to to this day. I like I, I love Prince, and he did great that week. But I don't think he actually deserved it that week. He kind of mm. he kind of just got by off of Speaker. I think yeah, yeah, Speaker yeah. was probably in a better candidate than he did, even though he racked up the KDA and he was outputting a shit ton of damage and he was actually pushing people off of objectives. But I, I think Speaker did a little bit better, and he was more deserving. So having said that, though. He got that because a lot of people were arguing that maybe he should have had it week one instead of week two, instead of uh, Fudge that first week. So I wouldn't be surprised if the committee that makes these decisions maybe like kind of tired of him, like uh, someone else like did good enough and we'll give it to him, right? So that's my one. That's my one. Like uh, he may not get it for that reason. I think. It, but it, the it actual setup is there. My uh, my my conspiracy theory is that the LCS gave it to him for week two because he pretty much deserved it for week one uh and was robbed so yeah that's my that's my that's secret. also my that's also my theory too <laughs> that's my conspiracy theory is that it was like the look we know we messed up here you go take this we apologize you were right you know so something like that um but i i think yep. this is a very much a doable thing and tsm immortal clg not the highest of competition so, who's, who's the hardest is, matchup out of that? You think? Probably TSM. See, I, I was going to say the same. I think it's actually TSM, which is which is, is crazy because preseason I would have said CLG hands down. Yeah, and it still very much could be them, but just based off of the way things are going right now, to me, it's it's TSM, which is strange. Yeah. Um. All right. So this is a question that I think is important for us to answer, and it's actually interesting that I just looked up the. KDAs in LCS Spring. Guess who has the third highest KDA uh, in LCS right now? Third highest. Yeah, so you had Prince, then you had Berserker, and then coming in with a flat 10.0. 10.0. Part of me wants to say Fudge, because he's really been popping off, but I don't think that's it. He, he's in the top five. I will give you that. Okay, okay. Who Who is it? So it's Winsome. Winsome. Are you kidding me? Is he actually? <laughs> Winsome has wow four kills, seven deaths, and sixty six assists. And it is time Holy to crap. have the discussion. Should <sighs> Ayla, you know, assuming we still don't know if he's playing this week, right? Games start Wednesday. Yeah. That's a very fast turnaround time. We've heard nothing. It's Monday night. We've heard nothing about will Winsome or will Ayla, you know, be here for LCS this week. Yeah. Uh, I would say at this point, if we didn't get an announcement today, I highly doubt that we're, we are getting Ayla this week. So the question starts to come in. This week goes through. We'll be halfway through the season, through this split. Mm-hmm. Winsome at this or at this point, yeah, Winsome has been scrimming with the main team for a month straight. Probably longer, actually, if I had to guess. Probably like a month and a half, maybe two months. Is it the right move if Ayla were to show up to start Ayla? Is it worth I know, this is such a difficult question. And I really hate saying this. I really hate bringing up this. And actually, you wanted to bring up this topic too, so you're not getting away with that. No, no, I did want to bring it up, but it's also like, why did I bring it up? It's, it's such just, a hard answer. It's like, all right, 
pick your favorite child. <laughs> you know, it's like, which one out of your two sons do you like more? And they're both grade A students. They're both X, Y, and Z. It's just so difficult. So give me your thoughts. I want to hear what you've got to say first. Uh, okay. So I, I've thought about it. And I, I, I just... Everything I've seen gameplay-wise and everything I've heard from members of the community as well as like people actually involved in the scene, everything is showing me that Ayla is still theoretically the better support, which is absolutely crazy to say after the performance that Winsome has been having so far, right? Because he's looked amazing. He's looked great. But having said that, I, I'm going to go with the thought process of Ayla should still come in and he should still be the one to play with Prince the moment he gets here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the reasoning for why I've come to that thought process is because of some things that Papa Smithy has said in Oracle's Elixir and kind of on Twitter too. But the, the whole process of this team is learning currently. I, I know they're winning, and they're looking damn good while doing it, but they are still actively learning. You can go look at the interviews with Song, even, talking to Ashley Kang. Mm -hmm. um, he wants to treat this team as a team that can, can actually compete with Asian teams, Eastern teams. Right. And so to do that, you have to do the training the right way. You have to put the work in. You have to put the effort in. And so I think in FlyQuest's eyes and perspective, there was a reason why you chose Ayla as your starter. He's the one that is going to be able to elevate your team to a higher level than what Winston possibly can. Even though Winston is performing right now. And right. Winston performing is great. But at the end of the day, I, I have to choose and believe that the scouting talent of Nick Fan and Loyota and whoever else that was doing all the research of scouting made the right decision and that Ayla is the better support player for Winston and that when he comes in, maybe it won't be perfect but the ceiling will be higher. And at the end of the day, I think it's quite clear that this team is good enough to win an LCS championship. And maybe I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I may end up biting my tongue later on, but I, I think the goal is actually going to start being, let's train for international events. Yeah. It's for worlds, guys. <laughs> we don't care about the LCS. No, but like, Spring actually kind of unironically a little bit. I think, I think that's kind of the case. And I yeah. think... Ayla is the better answer to that over Winsome. Right. And may maybe I'm wrong, but at the end of the day, I'm choosing to believe in Flystaff and what they scouted, and I believe their scouting has been pretty damn good if you can't tell off of this season so far. No, completely agree. Yeah, I, th I think it's difficult. I think you... At the end of the day, you do have to go with what you said the starting roster was going to be. You, you did not sign Ayla to sit on your challenger roster. That's what he just did... On team liquid for the last several years that's not why you signed him to a contract you signed him to come onto your main team and be a top three support in this league winsome is really good and actually winsome has a good purpose he's playing at this elite level right mm -hmm. well then he can really boost fly challengers because you know Imagine yeah. now, now you're slotting Winsome onto that team, which is already like a top five, top six team in the challenger scene. I think that team just gets instantly way better. Even better. Even yeah. better than they currently are. Um, 
but Ayla was hired to be the starting LCS support. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a world where you maybe give it a week? Like, let's say he, you know, shows up on Wednesday, right? Uh, you give him a week, you let Winsome play out week four, he does the scrims for the next week, and then he starts week five? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Or I could you that. also make the argument, because looking at week five, we play Hunter Thieves, and we play Dignitas. Is there a world where you just do throw him in here week four, because the competition is uh, not as high quality um, as maybe it was in week three. I think either way, Ayla has to be the starter by the time playoffs hit, for sure, because that is just what he was hired to do. That is the entire reason for his being Mm -hmm. on this contract. And hopefully we get some more news this week. Hopefully something breaks in his visa case and we get that full roster. But, I mean, as it is right now, I'm not concerned because oh, yeah. <laughs> there's no concern this, here either way. Clearly this team is doing just fine right now and uh, should continue to in the foreseeable future. So that's my thoughts. I don't know if you've got any counterpoint to that or any rebuttals. I, I no, I've, I, it sounds like you and I are pretty much all on the same page, which one of, one of us should have, uh, Played devil's advocate, I guess. Maybe yeah. had a more interesting conversation, but it, it is what it is. Well, that's why we need. Um, uh, that's why we need Curly here, right? Yeah, I know. Out here hanging with his girl and not his bro. Come I on, know. come on. Terrible, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, um, all right, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, then in that case, uh, before we move on to week four, fantasy LCS, it marches on. Knox. Another yeah, I was say, I wasn't I wasn't here last week to brag. I get to brag a little bit. And another week. crushing dub for you, uh, putting up 333 points off of the backs of uh, Stixe, Winsome, Bjergsen, and Tenacity. Um, so great stuff from you this week. You're six and zero. TMB also tied with you. TMB in second place. Uh, only behind by eight points in the points for Yeah, he, he, uh, his team is very good. Yes. So there's that. TMB's team's still looking really good. Uh, on the other hand, I am the only winless team now, uh, <laughs> sitting at 0-6. I've put up the second least points in the league. <laughs> oh, uh, no. And I, I, I was saying this on our Discord oh. earlier, uh, and if you're not on our, dis- on our Discord, that's a great time. Uh, for you to go join it. I think it's mainly because I've got Dokla and I've got Palafox. Dokla's actually one of the least scoring top laners so far this season. Uh, Palafox has been kind of in the middle as well. But having two CLG players during their recent 0-4 trajectory has not done me any favors uh, in Fantasy LCS so far. Uh, Curly has had... A thousand points scored against him in only three weeks. I'm so sorry. That <laughs> that is so Yikes. rough. Uh, that is so difficult. Um, difficult times for him. Uh, however, very tight competition uh, at the beginning at the top. How are you feeling about? the league right now 
any I'm looking at my phone to have these standings pulled up. Is there anyone that's particularly standing out to you right now, team wise? Uh, I mean, just TMBs straight up. I, I think I uh, I I play him in week six. I think is what it is, and that's the one I'm nervous for. And oh yeah, uh, I was kind of like looking at my matchup, my players' matchups for that week, and I think Hundred Thieves has a pretty hard matchup week six, if I recall correctly, because I have two Hundred Thieves players. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, I'm I might be in a little bit of trouble on that one, but we'll we'll see. I, I believe in the team; they can hold it together. Yeah, I agree. Uh. Hooli sitting there at four and two, he's looking good as well. Uh, he just lo- dropped to TMB, um, but still his team's looking pretty good. With besides Revenge at the top, Closer, Vikla, Double Lift, Vulcan. Now that we know what like Hundred Thieves is capable of, Vikla looks really good, and Vulcan always is a great support. So I think Hooli's got some good. He's got, some he's got room. some good wiggle room. He's got stuff to work with, and I think he can make a playoff push depending on how the week goes. So that is your fantasy LCS rundown. So just to give you the uh, standings one more time, it's Knox and TMB at six and zero, Hooli at four and two, uh, Edgy Hoon at three and three, Ricebox and Rolled Roller tied at two and four for fifth. Curly's in at seventh at one and five, and I am bottom of the cellar. Uh, at 0 and 6. And if you're wondering why we've each played 6 games, I've explained this before, but we're all playing an additional game against the league median. Just helps us balance out the standings a bit more, considering that you only play 6 matchups before playoffs hit. And you don't get situations like mine where, like a year ago, where basically I had the second most points for in the league, but I was dead last without a single win. Yeah, you know, it just, uh, (laughs) just makes things a little more fair and fun for everybody. Uh, all right, so we're going to move right ahead. Next week is uh, week four, TSM, Immortals, and CLG. Uh, we've got three matchups again for the first time uh, all season. Uh, let me get the... Super week, baby! I don't know. Curly did not give us his predictions. Oh. So we're just going to We'll put a 3-0 to... for him. We're, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put down the three zero. I'm assuming that's what he would say. Uh, so we're just gonna go with that for both, for all three weeks. Let me swap over to our presentation there. Scroll up a little bit. All right, excellent. And then we're gonna make that a little bigger. All right, there we go. Perfect. Oh. Uh, Knox is in the curly. So we've changed that. Everything's great. We've got a cat on board. Yeah, we, we, he'll, he'll, he'll represent Curly for tonight. Excellent. Perfect. All right, so we've got three matchups this week. IMT, TSM, and CLG. I need to swap uh, the IMT and... Uh... There we go. We're saved. No problems. No one ever saw anything. All right. Um... Let's talk Immortals. This team, two and four, tied for seventh with CLG and Golden Guardians. Uh, week three, they beat Dignitas and lost to Golden Guardians. I am not at all convinced. Oh, uh, man. I, I, the thing is, I, I know I'm just going to end up saying 3-0 for this week. <laughs> <laughs> But I ha- 
have do, to. Do we all just want? Do we just want to put the three O's down and then we can kind of go down our reasoning for why real fast? I, I mean, mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, are you're giving it a three O, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I am. We, I am three Oing this. Oh, to do this, all the merch cells need to be the same size. All right. Well, we're just gonna slam these all in here real quick. Boom. Copy paste it in. We're all good. Uh. Fastest Excel sheet skills in the land. You know, that that's what they call me. Uh, I've just got those Excel <laughs> skills. Um, X skills, they call them. The X skills. Um, the X skills. Yeah, Immortals <clears throat> 2 and 4. I've not been inspired by them at all this season. I don't think this team has what it takes. Um, I'm hoping that Kenvi can continue to look better, but I just don't think this team will offer anything up against us. TSM, they have been mildly surprising. Buki, not looking too bad. Solo and Maple, actually, like, holding their own at times. Um, of all three, like we discussed earlier, of all three teams, TSM's probably the one I'm most concerned about this upcoming week. And then CLG, they just look, uh, they look rough. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like they really have not advanced or done anything crazy to give me any confidence in them at all. Uh, all right. Give me your thoughts. I'm going to go grab some water because I can – my throat is very dry right now. I've been talking. <laughs> so all right. Give me your thoughts on these three teams. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, welcome to the Knox monologue while uh, Sandy is getting some water really fast. So – I think, in, for me, Immortals' early game is very suspect. Uh, a, a lot of what I've noticed is their early games are very, very bad. Their early game rating is really, really low. And so that, what you've noticed, though, in their two wins is they begin to slowly claw it back in the mid-game. Their mid-games are actually not terrible, right? So, if anything, I'm kind of expecting, like, Spica to just kind of run over Kenvi and, like, the rest of the team in the early game. And hopefully what ends up happening is that they're just too far down before their mid-game kind of understanding kicks in and they have a chance to fight back. Um, I'm not really overall worried about it. I think it'll be fine. Um, so, yeah. Moving on to TSM. They're kind of a hard roster to understand. Like, they have moments of really, like, oh, they're pretty dang good. And then you have other moments of, like, what are you doing, TSM? Uh, I agree with Sandy on this. I do think this is probably the most dangerous matchup for us this week. Like, if we are going to drop a game for the first time, it's probably going to be the TSM, which that'll be fun because then TSM fans are going to be absolutely insufferable for uh, <laughs> the next however long, right? Um, but I, I'm, overall, it should be fine. I think uh, as long as Spica is able to kind of keep a tab on Boogie, because I think Boogie's probably the main focal point of this whole team. If you can get the team running... It's good, but if he doesn't get it running, like the team kind of falls apart a little bit. And then, last but not least, CLG. CLG's just a mess. I, I really agree with you, Sandy. I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what this team needs to do. Like, they were so good last year. Uh, almost made worlds. Like, were multiple game five scenarios, and just didn't quite clutch it. And then it's like, okay, yeah. they had the off season. They have all the synergy. I'm putting their power ranking in fifth because it's like they should have the synergy to like kind of kick off this year with a bang yeah um right around this time of the year is right when i was expecting to maybe like kind of fall off a little bit because the other teams are catching up but no it seems like they just dropped off a cliff uh 
Yeah, I don't know. I think also the co- the coaching staff. I don't maybe needs to take a look at like that. R, that what was that? R five Jace last week was super suspect, like <laughs> really questionable. Yeah. Um. So I, I yeah. Overall, I don't really know what part of CLG to pick apart exactly because the, I don't know what CLG is going to show up. My brain is still stuck in twenty twenty two where it's like no, this is a like a legit threat team like they can absolutely do damage but then in the past two weeks it's they look like chickens with their heads cut off they yeah i i don't know um so i'm just going to say as long as we play our standard game it should be fine i don't expect clg to magically level up out of nowhere but at the same time like who knows i feel like clg is probably like tsm is the biggest threat but this week like clg is the wild card for me mm-hmm. yeah no i i completely agree i think that is my one concern, is that CLG could surprise, most yeah. definitely. Um, they could fix what's going on, put it together, and historically, CLG has given us problems uh, in the last couple years. So, Actually, what, what, while you're talking, let me go look up the our overall record with them. I'm yeah, sure. So, CLG could give us problems, but I'm not ultimately too concerned and yeah just tsm i i think they they have that like sneaky spoiler feel almost like how we did last year where it was like we could take games off of the big teams and then at the same time we would just randomly drop to other teams like tsm so far this year they have played uh they beat tl uh, and Immortals. And then they've lost to EG and 100 Thieves. Uh, then they, this week, they lost to C9 and beat CLG. So they're kind of in, yeah, almost in that, like, 2022 FlyQuest mode where it's like, they can beat all the teams below them, but they can't beat anyone above them. <laughs> and that's not, like, a terrible place to be and, you know, and, and we would even say last year, we were like, yeah, we're not, like, unhappy with that because we knew the team was, you know, not supposed to be that great. And But at the same time, it does feel like they could surprise. And that is where my concern lies is that if there ever was, like, let alone a trap game, this is like a trap week. This is just a trap yeah. week. Like, true. That that that's very true. We could like fall off a cliff and wind up six and three. And if you told me that, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it was gonna happen eventually, you know. But like, you tell me we're six and three at halfway through, and I'm like, oh, let's go, baby. Right. Six and three. I'm in. Yeah, thumbs up all the way. Um, just, just don't look at how we got to that six and three. Yeah. Just don't look at that last week. <laughs> yeah, just don't look at that last week. Um. So, I, I, I looked it up. I found it. Yeah. So, actually, I'll do it for all the games. So, we play Immortals on Wednesday, right? Yeah. So, Immortals, we have all time since 2017. FlyQuest has a 12-12 and 12 game record against them. Time we are dead even 50-50. Time to make so, if we win this, it'll be a winning record. We have no best of series played against them. And they're the only team in the league that we have no best of series against. Which, I thought that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, TSM on Thursday... Uh, we have a 23 and 28 game record, and we are one and three in uh, versus them in best of series. So hopefully making that 24 28. 
And then a little additional stat. We are uh, 9-6 and six versus TSM the past two years. Uh, and if you don't include the best of fives, we're 7-2. and two. Hmm. So we've really had TSM's number for the past couple of years, which is yeah. kind of a fun fact. Dang. And then the last one versus CLG, which is the original reason I looked this up, is we are 17-22 game record all-time, and we've only ever played them once in a best-of series, and we lost that one. So uh, all these hopefully should be going up this weekend, and we'll continue to make it more and more uh, even, because currently, uh, if, Immortal, if we win the Immortals series, we'll have three uh, teams that we have positive win records against, and then everyone else is negative, unfortunately. But yeah. we're, we're, we're slowly clawing it back, and that's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, I think um, this is a great week to to make up some ground or take a winning record over all three of these teams. So that's where we are. Again, we are assuming this is what Curly would put down for the uh, for his predictions this week. But I think, you know, it's probably safe to say. So, all right. actually, oh, here, here, here's a question for you and I to debate really quick since Curly's yes. not here. So, Cur- Curly has a thing on Twitter currently, for those of you who don't follow him on Twitter, where if FlyQuest 2 O's for the week, he has to get a new plant. Yes. So He's gotten three plants so far. Does FlyQuest have to 3 O this week for him to get a plant, or do they just have to go 2 O or 2 1? I think they have to go 3 O for him to get a fourth plant. Okay. Yeah. I think so, that is technically how it works, yeah. I, I think he needs to get a bigger plant this time around if they 3 O them. I, I do be, agree. Uh, oh, Curly in the chat. Yes, they will have to have a 3-0, he says. Uh, man, aren't I, you on a date? What are you doing right now? Yeah, my man's <laughs> turning into the podcast. Uh, Come on, now. <laughs> from dinner uh, with the girlfriend, so, you know. Oh, just got home. Got home. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay. All right, so that is, uh, yeah, that's my take, is that he's got to get a bigger plant. Uh, I agreed. He has to get a bigger plant this time around, a big 3-0. Oh, I completely agree. All right. So, uh, final thing for us to discuss tonight. The Salt League. Things are... Things are rough. Uh, So... And... Okay, and when I say rough, it's like, it's not terrible for one team. One one of them had a bad week. The other one is rough. One of them had a bad week. The other one is just... Dare I say it? Bad. Um... Fly Fam yeah. goes 0-4. Fly Challengers also goes 0-4. Fly Challengers down to 10 and 8. Uh, and Lolpedia has not updated the standings for NAC. Yeah, no, yeah. They've been kind of slow know. about it. Uh, I might have to go to the dreaded lolesports.com right now. Um, I, I know Fly Fam is 1 in 17. All right, here we go. Uh, FlyQuest Challengers now in seventh place, according to lolesports.com. FlyFam, okay. yeah, one in 17 now in sole possession of last. The only positive note, and, uh, Wait, Loyola... did, did oh, Faith win a game? Uh, no, they just haven't played, I don't think. Oh, they're, they're playing, they're playing right now. Okay, I was I gonna think... say, I was like, did they win a game? Holy crap! According to Lol Esports, they are one in 15, and that is why they are, uh... Yes, that is why they're in 15th place. Um, Loyota had a good tweet about an hour ago. Oh, said, I saw that, yeah. Been a rough split for the FlyFam squad. Seen growth in early game, but hitting a wall in mid-late still, which is 
basically what we have observed. Uh, and then he calls the one thing that has been great, which we all agree on, a big positive so far is Lunasia, currently the number one solo killer in top lane, averaging one per game, highest of all tops as far as I know, doesn't matter who. He finds a way... Yeah, Lunasia, really the standout player for us on FlyFam. I know you have been disappointed in a couple of the other players, Blaze in particular. Uh, haven't had you able to discuss NACL in a couple weeks, so give me some of your thoughts. How are you feeling about the state of NACL for FlyQuest right now? Uh, so... I, I guess I'll just stick to FlyFam. We can cover challengers here in a second. Um, Lunasia, like we were just saying, big ups. I've been very, very happy with that pickup. Very surprising, too. Didn't, like, no competition really all before getting picked up by FlyFam on this. And so it just kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, okay, new talent. Cool. Let's see how he does. I didn't really have high expectations. And he's actually fairly exceeded those high expectations because he is the second highest kill solo kill leader in the NACL currently. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's crazy. He, he is the second most behind Amenez. Amenez has 23, and Lunasia has 17. 17 solo kills, which is just bonkers, right? Wow, that's um, nice. So, very big ups for Lunasia. Uh, really hope to see him continue to develop, and I guess we'll just kind of see where the year leads. Um, I guess, did you guys really, you, I don't remember you guys talking about Goo at all, really, because you guys... No, didn't. I mean, you addressed it, well, I we, think, We addressed leaving. him leaving, but, yeah, not much else. Okay. Um, I, I mean, obviously, there's not much to really be derived from that, uh, Twitter post that FlyQuest posted over his, uh, departure. Uh, I don't know what ended up happening behind the scenes or anything. I have no inklings at all. Uh, so hopefully whatever it was, uh, it wasn't anything bad. I, maybe just things weren't working out. I don't know. Uh, so Maniac has stepped in. I honestly did not get to watch any of his gameplay until literally about an hour and a half ago when they were playing 100 Thieves Challengers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he is a young player. I think he's only 19, if I recall correctly. Um, still very much learning. Yep. I'm not really going to, I'm not going to judge him too much, especially because he's stepping into a position where he was not really like planning on having, right? And so I'm not really going to judge too much. Blaze. Oh, Blaze. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just have to eat my words on this one. Uh, I was very hyped and excited for Blaze. Y'all can check the receipts. I quoted his name multiple times when I was talking about the new upcoming amateur roster. I was very thrilled when we got him, and I have to be honest, he's not anything what I was hoping for, um, which really sucks because he was great in Proving Grounds, uh, qualifiers rather, I should say, all last year long. Um, I thought he had a lot of potential, Maybe there's outside factors happening. I know he is on higher ping than a lot of other individuals in the NACL currently. Uh, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Some of his decision-making has just been extremely questionable, and it just mm. sucks. And so maybe he needs a mental reset. Uh, maybe just kind of go go next uh, split. I don't know. Um, maybe hopefully what ends up happening is Brandini and Coach uh, Julia, uh, Julius uh, can maybe talk to him a little bit and like get his mental to reset. Whatever it may be, because I've seen the potential in this guy. He is good. He has the possibilities of being a good mid laner, and he's just, he's not shown it. It's as simple as that. And so, and that, and that sucks. Um, on the other side of things, though, he's still developmental. And that was the one thing I do want to clarify is he was not someone, 
as a provisional team, you do have to have some win-now factors on your team. And he was part of the somewhat developmental portion of it. And so now I have to talk about the bot lane because that was the win-now portion of Instinct and Sword. And oh, yeah. I, this was a dud. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I expected a lot more. You had Instinct who was playing for TSM last year in LCS, in LCS playoffs even. Yeah. Uh, I know he got subbed out from Tactical, but like this man had an LCS time. He was an LCS-level player. Was he one of the best LCS players? No, but he was able to hold his ground for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sword, on the other hand, as well, has been fairly experienced in the uh, amateur scene, has been on Academy for a brief period of time as well. I, I expected more from these guys. Uh, this is very similar build to what... Uh, I well, the build was what I was expecting our actual uh, main FlyQuest roster to kind of be yeah. mirrored after, right? You had right. new uh, top laner who you expect to just kind of hold your ground, and then you had this supposedly deadly bot lane that would be able to kind of run over people because Instinct and Sword have been around for a while, and they just really haven't done it at all. And so, I don't know, man. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it's just I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just monologuing at this point. I'm I'm ranting. It's just frustrating. Right. So uh, I'll, I'll try I'll try and wrap it up, but just. This team has not come together in the way that I was hoping for. I Don't get me wrong, I wasn't expecting great results. They're an amateur team, after all. Right. I wasn't expecting them to do what Wildcard is currently doing, where they're 12-4. and four. Like, that's crazy. Like, I, don't, I didn't predict any, wild, any amateur team to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but I was still expecting at least to have maybe three or four wins on the mm-hmm. board. Like, I was expecting to maybe be slightly below where AoE is at currently. And so, to not even have that is just, like, I, I don't know. Uh, it just sucks. I know we're like one, we're eighteen. So I think if I recall correctly, there's supposed to be thirty six games. Right. No, there's supposed to be thirty games. Thirty games because it's best of two, and there's fifteen teams. Yeah. So we're we're halfway through. Yeah. I, I I'm hoping that in the last like third or so, the the guys can get it together a little bit and maybe gel a little more, and Blaze can pick up his like uh, decision making, and hopefully the bot lane can push a little harder and press a little harder against these other teams. Um, and then hopefully Maniac gets a chance to learn. Uh, yeah. Having a brand new jungler who wasn't planning on being there is rough, I'm sure. Yeah, um, right. So hopefully he continues to gel and work with the guys, and maybe uh, we can pick up some more wins along the way. And at the end of the day, I think my main takeaway is I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on Lunasia because he's been very impressive, and I think he has a lot of potential. And hopefully, hopefully whatever happens, he sticks with us, or at least if he if things go sideways, I I want to see him in the NACL for summer split. Because the man deserves to be here. He's very, very good. Yeah. No, he's uh, he's absolutely been crushing it. Um, and, you know, we already have a great top laner in Philip, But, uh, you know, if another team picks him up, I, I totally understand uh, why that is. I, I think, yeah, the amateur scene is always difficult with rosters because you, you look at them and sometimes you say, yeah, this one, this one will do great. And then they absolutely fall flat. And I think that was the case in this one. And amateur teams, you have a lot more flexibility with kind of blowing things up. And I feel like, I mean, just the way that the team is playing right now, I do not see them making it through relegations. Yeah. uh, I mean, did you watch any of the OQs at all? Uh, No, I I didn't have time. So I I, I watched... I keep close track of Supernova. Supernova looks really good. Uh, yeah. I've been watching Natives. Natives looks really good. Um, Maryville looks insane too. Like, there's oh, three yeah. teams right there. Like, yeah, 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if three of those four or three three of three of those teams are taking up four of those slots for the tournament. And I would not be surprised if you say uh, if you're kissing goodbye to TL first, CLG Faith, and FlyFam. All yeah. all the actual <laughs> all the actual uh, teams. Yeah. Uh, saying goodbye would be crazy, but Which I would be crazy. Funnily enough, they're the worst. They're the worst ones. They they certainly are, and and like frankly, I think that's embarrassing for the LCS orgs. Like, you have more resources, you have more ability to put something together, and that's the product that you're putting out there i think is just frankly sad so i I do want to put out one one point that i don't think is highly known but riot at the last moment basically switched where the designated servers were going to be played on from chicago to la Mm. and so i i i know papa smithy has said somewhere in oracle's elixir that the original plan for all the fly guys were just to stay where they were on the east coast and central uh time zones because yeah. everything was going to be in Chicago and the ping would have been decent from there. And then Riot at the last minute decided, hey, it's going to be in LA. And so now we have all these guys playing on like anywhere from 60 to 100 ping. And I mean, not that that's really any excuse for some of the decision making that's happening, but it <laughs> sounds like, I mean, that could be part of some of the it's, reasonings and frustrations, right? It's certainly not helping, we'll put it that way. Yeah, that's probably a better way of putting it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that, I believe, is all we've got for tonight, unless I'm forgetting anything. Otherwise, uh, close us out. No, cool. I don't think there's anything else. There's no Smash stuff yet, right? I haven't seen anything, so... Okay, I haven't either, so... All right, well, in that case, uh, before we close, I do want to thank our friend who subscribed tonight, Dean Stay Night with the Prime, about an hour ago. Thank you so much for the support, Dean. Uh, we're appreciative of your being here and all that you have brought to the Flight Check Discord and our Twitch chat. It's been very appreciative. Appreciated. Boy, whenever we get to like the hour mark of the show, I stop being able to talk. All right, thank you everyone for tuning in to Season 3, Episode 5 of Flight Check. It's a super week. Week 4 starts in just two days, Wednesday. Uh, We've got Immortals... Uh, first on Wednesday, that is the 6 o'clock game. FlyQuest actually plays a late game Thursday night, 8 o'clock. And then, Holy uh, crap, do we actually? They do, they do. And wow, then okay. uh, first game of the day on Friday against CLG. Uh, so that is your schedule. 6, 8, 5, Mortals, T- TSM, CLG. Uh, for all of our reactions and thoughts to that, you can catch the show at flight check crew on twitter myself at santa's db nox at nox war with two r's and curly at curly underscore double q underscore make sure to hop into the flight check discord as well where all kinds of esports discussion and otherwise takes place if you missed any part of this episode the vod will be up on youtube tonight or tomorrow morning as well as here on twitch uh, and also you can catch the audio-only version of the episode on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, all your favorite places to listen to podcasts. Uh, if you're watching or listening to those and would like to catch the show live, we do broadcast the episode usually every Monday night, usually at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew. Knox, uh, shoutouts, plugs... Uh, what's your final word before we wrap up? 
shout out to the fiance who just walked in the door. Uh, so probably gonna go getting dinner prep for her here in a second. Uh, shout out to all your significant others in Valentine's Day, and if not, uh, you know what? Treat yourself. You deserve it. Doesn't Enjoy, matter. Treat yourself to a nice A Ram. You know. And, yeah. Uh, you know, get, get or maybe, or maybe don't do that to yourself. Or maybe what, don't like, do that. <laughs> treat yourself to a night off from League of Legends. Maybe, maybe that's the better move. Uh, all right, for myself, shout out to I'm really late on the show, but Andor. I just watched uh, episode oh. six uh, last night. It's the that's the episode where they like do the heist. Uh, mild spoilers there, I suppose. Wow, that show just keeps I, getting better. I love. I, that I show. just finished it probably about a month ago. I I loved it. Yeah, it was great. I I have to finish it before Mandalorian starts in two weeks. So. Uh, There's so much stuff to watch. I am on on the clock. All right. That's it. We'll be back next week to discuss uh, first half of LCS spring being over. Lots to discuss uh, mid-season, reviewing our power rankings, uh, predicting some MVPs, things like that. So for now, I'll just say, please stay safe out there. Don't forget to hit the head on the nail, and we'll see you all very, very soon. Adios, everybody. Have a good one, guys. And in honor of Curly, peace, y'all. Peace, y'all.